We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robinvale. It's worth the drive. I tell you what, I think Charlie thinks he's indispensable. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> just so didn't even says, feel involved again in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Chalots Challenge, first of all, let's introduce who we've got here. Send it's an auditory medium. Tommy, Jackson, how are you? Thanks, how are you? Tremendous, Jacko. Pretty good, Pretty good thank you. Yeah. Good. Clearly, neither of you are busy today. Nah. So, when I put the call out, rainy day. <laughs> it's good, though, mm. isn't it? Rainy days. Switch off. Thanks for coming in, you two. Lots to talk about. What should we start with? Oh, whatever you like. We're here for you, so <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the resis first, Jacko. Tough one to swallow on the weekend. Yeah, um, four point loss, but showing positives. And well, no hoppers. Hoppers would have been the difference. Well, he must have been a bit busy. Too good for us on the weekend, but nah, he's making the comeback this week at Wentworth. So. Be good to have him in the side this week. That's awesome that he's going to go to Wentworth. Yeah, if I were him, I'd hit fuel, uh, fuel Lama for some fuel money, but anyway. <laughs> Surely he does, doesn't <laughs> he? Oh, I don't know. Well, he was going to come on, but of course he's working late. Sure he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going out for tea, apparently, but I think he's full of shit. <laughs> well, I bail him up. him. Yeah. <laughs> we could just call him anyway, yeah, we'll see what he's doing. See what he does. I did speak to him at Euston a couple of weeks ago and warned him that we could be calling him. Was that pre or post 10,000 beers? <laughs> I think that was post <laughs> at least 5,000. Yeah. Because I think he, he was standing there chatting to Will um, and, yeah, they were, they were pretty happy. Yeah, he'd do anything after a couple of those little black cans. <laughs> the little black cans? Yeah, he loves getting into them at the pub as well. What, the little black Smirnoff cans? Yeah. Really? They're nearly tall than him and he just <laughs> carries them around like a – he's like an ant. He carries like 10,000 things his, his body weight. <laughs> Drinks half of one at night and then he's just bouncing off the wall. <laughs> he bounces off the walls like until Tuesday though, doesn't he? He oh, goes he's, hard. He's insane. When the lid comes off, usually after Carlton have had a win, <laughs> so it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> he still drowns his sorrows, I reckon. <clears throat> yeah, you're probably right. Is it just me? Or does Hopper's, this might be a popular opinion, is Hopper's doppelganger Jim Currier? <laughs> he looks like he's placenta. Jim Currier is placenta. <laughs> Little afterbirth. <laughs> oh wow, that's like, like a little garden. Man. Yeah, it's like that was like Siamese twins, and they cut hoppers off. <laughs> the one that was malnourished. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they do look alike, though, don't they? Yeah, got a bit in them. Yeah. Anyway, so the resis, Jacko. Did we beat Wentworth yeah, the first we time around? We did. That was our first win, I'm pretty sure. So hopefully we can make it another win this week. But mm. um, yeah, we need a. Make our way into the top four, actually. So, Where are yeah, the resis sitting at the moment? I think we're about sixth sixth at the moment, but I think we're equal points with uh, three or four other teams. So okay. not that far out of it. We're only one game out of the four. Really? Mm. That's exciting. It is. So it would have been good to knock off Mobeen. Yeah. But, um, anyway, here's what it is. Just keep looking forward and not looking back. Take that's it one we, week at a time. That's all we got to do. <laughs> Slam and cliche. <laughs> yeah. Just got to hope that the boys rock up this week. It's a tough trip to Wentworth though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But they've got good, good set up there, so it's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, they have got a good set up there. Tommy, are you observing any of the football from the coffee van? Well, I tried to get bits and pieces, but 
probably not enough to comment on much because you sort of watch a couple of minutes and then everyone wants to want something done. But yeah, I watch a little bit. I so, got to watch the seniors on the weekend the whole lot, which was nice. Yeah, I can't remember his first name, but the bloke Marriott that wears thirty three or thirty one. Yeah, yeah. Ryan isn't or Justin. One of There's them. two of them, isn't there? The bald one or the one with hair? The bald one. The bald one. Ah, uh, there's Justin. Yeah, okay. Because he played, yeah, he played at Euston. I thought, oh, he's a bit of a gun. Mm. Yeah, he's a player. He's a bold Dan Coglin. Yeah, he's, <laughs> so, he's tough and uses it well. Like, he stands out. Did his brother play as well on the weekend? Mm. I thought there was another one that looked similar to him that I didn't recognise. That was probably Richo. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I know Richo. <laughs> Richo's a bit smaller. Yeah, touch. <laughs> a little bit. But Richo looks like he's up and about again. He's playing really good. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's had something to do with the coaching restructure at all or just got a bit of bounce back in his know. step? Maybe his body's getting back on track. He had a bit of trouble there for a bit. And yeah. You never know. Having the coaching restructure, he might think he has to take a bit more upon himself. I don't know. You'd have to ask him, but mm. – Whatever he's doing, he should keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Correct. Whatever he's eating for breakfast, just keep eating it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look like he eats much. But <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? What did I not cook you oh, today? Oh, look. <laughs> Go on, no, tell no, us. We can't, we yes, can't. you can. We. I had some uh, crumpets this morning she brought over. Oh, yeah. bless. Were they homemade? No, no, no. homemade ones. But mm. uh, butter and maple syrup, can't go wrong. <laughs> on your crumpets? Yeah, trust me, try it. Really? Believe me, it's the best. I thought the same thing when I looked at someone do it, but life changing. Crumpets, uh. You don't eat crumpets. What's what? wrong with you? It's perfectly good toast laying around. This is owns a cafe. Go in there and get something to eat. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a fair point Tom's too. Tom's big brekkie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, here's me talking. Let's talk about Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that's got menu items yeah. named yeah. after him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair I'm enough. just having a number two today. Yeah, yeah. on the menu. Mm-hmm. Walk in, walk out. Serve yourself. <laughs> it's a good gig. You've been working there much lately? Not in the shop. Just doing the vans on Saturdays with her. Yeah, footy and that. You're enjoying that. Yeah, it's all right. Looks like you do. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. busy. Yeah, well, you're telling me. <laughs> How many litres of milk did you use the other day? Uh, over 100. That, that was at Euston. Then they did more when they had another home game. I did before I started. Mm. When I started at lunchtime, um, well, when they were 11.30, I had to bring 12 more three-litre bottles. So Just get the key out the back on the tap. You know, Daisy out of retirement. They're give her a milk. <laughs> I don't know how to go trying to milk an almond, but <laughs> <laughs> or a soybean. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be interesting. Jacko, have you done salamis? Yeah, we have. I always miss out on it because I'm at the depot, but uh, they always seem to have fun without me. Tell I sort me. of steer clear of it anyway. But do you? You not even, don't get into it? No, I'm not making it. No. Why? No, not my forte. What, getting your hands dirty? Yeah. Make shit for him. No, actually, (laughs) tell you the truth, I don't even eat it when they cook, like when they make it that day and they fry it up. I don't eat it. Don't you? When it's dried. See, I reckon that when the day they're making it and the mix, if you fry it up and put it on some pizza, that's the best. Oh, no. Again, that might be an unpopular opinion. I'm scarred. Why? From when we were younger and when they used to do it the proper way, like cut the pig up, the ears. No. Is it the smell that got to you then? Oh, the I, Godardo, yes. Oh, my God. I remember the same thing when I was a kid and they used to kill the pigs and hang them and that, that smell of the pig and the blood. No. Yeah, I think I'm scarred a bit from that as no. well. How about blood pudding? A bit of blood oh, pudding? Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. 
<laughs> We're not living in the depression still. Good ducker out there. <laughs> you can get into your meat though. Yeah, I don't eat pork though. Don't you? No. How come? Can't stand the smell of it. So. Yeah, fair I'm, enough. I'm the same. I only eat it when it's like dried, finished. Mm. That's yeah. that's the only time so we eat some salamis. Like I'll eat it, and someone's like, "Oh, try some of mine." And I'm like, "Oh, that was great." And it's just like I got real pork in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit the same. Chili in there, burn my tongue off. <laughs> <laughs> but then some of it's real good. Like I don't know, just pick and choose. So Donnie's got this idea, and Donnie was going to come in today. Well, let's get Tommy in for that. To to judge. Yeah. If you can't eat pork, <laughs> I can eat salamis, but some of it tastes like shit. Well, <laughs> well, you'll be able to pick out the good one anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is true. So the idea is, um, and this is Donnie's idea, that we have a local salami competition, and it's only for locals because you know there's the salami fest in August or September or whenever that is. But you get people coming from everywhere, from boutique butcher shops, and they no, win. We it. just want our area. We just want our area. Hmm. You know, it's salami season. We haven't done ours yet. We don't do ours until the first weekend of July. Ooh. I don't know why they don't. They just don't. What difference does it make? Uh, nothing. Probably <laughs> probably nothing. It's just a timing thing. Oh. And the old man thinks that it's colder in July. So I don't know. I, I, I don't get involved in those. Dis- Honestly, the discussions that happen. So it's Luke, my father, and my brother-in-law. And it's a month of discussions beforehand, a month of discussions about the meat and the quantities and the recipes and it's a full production and I just don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of making it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it until it comes down and it's ready to eat. Mm. And even then I'll pick and choose. Like last year's batch, no good. The year before, amazing. Yeah? Yeah. What they do different? Different skins for a start and they hung it in Tori's cool room. And I can smell it in the salami. I can, you know, that cool room smell that hasn't been you. I can smell it anyway. So that ruined it for me. But this year, we want to have a competition. So when salamis are ready, we want you to bring them in. Tommy can judge. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you can be one of the judges. That looks yeah. so excited. Oh, oh, mate, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. His enthusiasm's infectious. Isn't Actually, it? Yeah. I hear. They have been drying good. The word is like we've had good weather, and it's you know been perfect drying weather for the salami. So really, mm. even though it's been so soggy outside, yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I don't huh. know too much about it, but no, clearly not. I've got videos of when we've done it, so <laughs> just in case you know <laughs> we need to go back to the recipe. <laughs> so you sit there and just document the process. <laughs> yeah. it's go back to tape. Yeah, yeah like exactly. SBS or something. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so so that's what's happening. There's a salami competition. When they're ready, we'll put the call out again for people to bring them in. I don't know whether we're going to judge them over the course of a couple of weeks because that's going to be a lot of salamis. We're who are the judges, or who have we got in mind? Any uh, local local heroes around, or I don't know. Who could you suggest? This is only this idea is only in its infancy because, like I said, Donnie was supposed to come in today, but he's crook, so he's isolating. Well. Around uh, Section E, we have Frank Camry out there. He's like the the prince of the salami. So whenever you need any advice or anything, he's the go-to. That's and actually not a bad idea. He makes a good brew. I'll give him that. Does he? Yep. Good mixture. Good combo. Okay. You know? So what does he put in him? Well, we'll have don't to ask him. Don't I don't want to give it away. She hasn't done it yet. Don't tell her. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't know. Like it's Luke I, and Dad's recipe. I, I know a few mate. pointers. Don't Which want to give too much away, but... They buy the meat from the same butcher mm. and he does a, his own mince and they, they like that mince. 
Because it's got more fat in it? I don't know. Okay. I think they use the baby pigs. Oh. Mm. Don't know why. Oh. Could they be piglets? Oh. Baby pigs? Oh, I don't want to know about yeah. piglets. piglets. Mm. Oh, poor little bubbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who cares they're pigs? Yeah, I know. I'd so I really want a pet pig. Oh, you've got Luke. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I can't feed him just the scraps though, can I? <laughs> Oh. We go hungry. Well, as long no, as they taste fussy. good, it won't matter. No, well, this is true. That's interesting, though. Very um, interesting. What else does he do? They buy the sauce out of um, it's like a chili sauce. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the capsicum. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff. something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, mm, wine. They put some wine in it. Do they? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Because I know he done another one this year as well. I think it was garlic. Yeah, like right. Put some garlic in like a one little lot. Yeah, right. How many kilos, but yeah. Huh. Everyone's sort of jumping on the trend. Yeah, following. yeah, yeah. Try, but I'm a traditionalist. I like it just chili, pepper, sauce. That's it. That's all you need. Stock standard. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to chase up some some judges, mm. I guess. You know what? We're going to take a break. We've got a couple of other. Well, you two don't because ones I've prepared earlier. And we'll come back and we'll talk about the really important stuff after. Pioneer Ford's end of financial year deals start now. Don't miss the ATO's 150k instant asset write-off. Huge savings on Rangers, cracking deals on XLTs, wild tracks and more. Plus massive savings for primary producers. Pioneer Ford, it's worth the drive. And I should know what the LMCT is, but I don't. I'll fill you in on that later. It's all on the website. All the details are on the website. (laughs) Oh, God, you'd think I'd be more organised by now, wouldn't you? I've got Esther and Jemima here, and I apologise because last week I did say when I was talking to Charlie, I did say Jemima, so I apologise. That's all right. Okay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome back, Esther. It's been a while. It has. Thanks for having us. How are you? How have you been over the last 12 months? I've been well, keeping my head above the water. I've been well. Just briefly, let's talk about the drop-in clinic. That's still going? That is still going uh, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We are open from 9am to 1pm and that's still going. That's great. Is it, it's being used by the community then? It is still being used by the community and I think uh, people are really, um, you know, excited to just have that service and that space that, you know, people can just come in and have a chat. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an amazing service. Isn't the, we're the only one like it. Anywhere it is, at it the is moment. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah, which is amazing. Well, that's good. Monday, Wednesday, Friday from nine to one. That's right. Terrific. So if you just need someone to chat to, Anthony's not there now though, is he? No, Anthony left um would be almost a month ago now. Okay. Uh but we already have a replacement. Oh, really? Yes. Oh geez, that's exciting. <laughs> wow. Yes, actually we would have preferred for her to come here and introduce herself but she was not available today mm-hmm. so we do have a, a lady um so yes Anthony is not here anymore but we do have someone who's replaced is so is this someone that's going to move to town or are they from Mildura or you don't know any of those details um, as yet she's low come mm-hmm. so let's use her while she's here yeah okay terrific well let's keep on her back and hopefully she will come in and have a chat yes. that would be tremendous let's see if we can get her in next week yes i'll be flexible Good. we can do that now that we're here at network house well <laughs> yeah. to a point jamima well, let's go to you first and talk about you are a health promotion officer yes what does that mean <laughs> For us locals, well, you know that that's Rachel Knight's job, but she's yeah. on maternity leave yeah. after having banjo. Yeah. 
who's just beautiful. He's so she has such handsome kids. I know. <gasps> it is just adorable. Oh, and Banjo <laughs> is the perfect name for that baby. He looks like a banjo. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think. Anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> so what does a health promotion officer do apart from Rachel's job? So a health promotion is like a branch of public health. In so what initially what we do is we try to prevent like diseases in the community. So chronic diseases like diabetes, stroke, obesity, heart attacks, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we do that by promoting healthy living. So like healthy eating, physical activity, you know, all the stuff that might be boring to the general population. It's stuff that's very important. It's your passion. Oh, yes, it's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll, you're not supposed to roll your eyes when you talk about your passion. I think it's just because I've been saying it over and over and over and like some people still don't understand what health promotion is and it's just like okay but it's a very vital role to have in a community. Yeah of course. So do you spend a lot of time at the schools working with students, parents? Yep so we have different target audiences and the schools are one of them Mm. so um, in terms of primary prevention so trying to prevent the disease from occurring before it happens, we do do a lot of work with the schools and mm. the school nurse as well. School nurses are important. There is a yes. school nurse I've noticed at St Mary's this week. I've had a call because I've got a student at St Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, his tonsils are a little bit up, oh, are they? <laughs> I'm glad there's a nurse there then because I don't know. I didn't notice, but okay. Um, so that's a great thing. So as well as the schools, where else? where else do you target? Um, so local community, um, yeah, just anyone in the local community really, um, culturally and linguistic diverse populations oh. as well. So people from different cultural backgrounds, um, the elderly population as well. So when we talk about different cultural backgrounds, yeah. are different diseases or different preventable diseases more prevalent in the different ethnic groups? Yes, definitely, yes. Discuss. So um, in, I'm not going to point to different no. cultural groups, of course, but um, in some cultural groups or ethnic groups, um, their diet is not um, as healthy as we would like it to be. So um, hmm. they tend to consume a lot of sugar and salt in their diet. So they're more likely to have hypertension or mm. um, diabetes or diseases associated with that. Hypertension, high blood pressure? High blood pressure, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm down with the lingo. I know what you're yeah. talking about. I, I have got a little story about, um, and I don't know who whose breakfast it was that I saw being dished up at the corner shop this morning. However, when I went to get my almond latte after I'd taken 6am spin class, there was a breakfast box of dim sims, potato cakes, <gasps> chips and fish bites being prepared. At 7 a.m. And immediately I thought, oh, my God, that would give me heartburn for the entire day, much less make me feel really sick. Mm. So when we talk about health promotion officers, Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly it's very important because the types of things that are common sense as far as healthy lifestyles that are common sense to you, me and Jack next door. Yeah. And not common sense to everybody. Yeah, and that's the key word, common sense. Like you have the knowledge about that, that that's, you know, I'm fatty, it's oily, there's a lot of salt in that. But not everybody has that knowledge. Other mm. people, they've been eating that their whole life, so they mm. think that it's healthy. Yeah. But it's not. So that's where the educational aspect of health promotion comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to the getting to the kids early. Yeah. And that can help the whole household sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
I know my son will come home now and I'll say, do you want a chocolate milk? And he'll go, no, mum, there's too much sugar in it. Oh. Fine, have water. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. That's where you want him to get yeah. to, I guess. So, um, yeah. Esther, let's talk about, you've got a couple of programs um, that we want to talk about that we've spoken about before. The Carers Support Group, that's yeah. still going? It is. That's still going. Um, I must say during COVID, um, you know, because of the restrictions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes during the year we haven't been meeting, but we are back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet um, once a month, mm-hmm. the second Wednesday. Yep. Uh, from 10.30 usually to 11.30 or 12, depending on what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we meet at the conference room, RDHS conference room. It's open to anyone in the community. Yep. Um, and so if you ring our reception number and you want to uh, attend, we, we are quite happy to have you. So you're not limited too much with numbers? No. Great. So when we talk about carer support, this is people caring for people with those with uh, mental health issues, uh, going through cancer treatment, uh, caring for those with a disability, anything that constitutes a carer, I guess. Is that yeah. right? Yes. And um, a big chunk of uh, our members uh, come from, you know, people who are caring for the elderly. Yeah. So that could be their spouses or mm-hmm. um, their parents. Yeah. So those as well. Yeah. Do we, um, I mean, I know we have a great aged care facility here. Mm-hmm. Do we see many, there's been lots of talk around it, and I suppose it comes from, um, sports people getting early onset dementia. Do we have many people in the community that deal with their spouses suffering from early onset dementia? Because that stuff scares the pants off me. My grandmother had Alzheimer's disease and yeah. she was diagnosed around 60. Wow. So, and given that I've had a couple of knocks to the head, <laughs> um, that kind of thing. Yeah, wh- it, that that worries me. Yes, uh, it's definitely a huge concern. Mm. And yes, we do have uh, some community members who have early onset dementia. Mm. Um, dementia Australia, if you just Google Dementia Australia, you'll find lots of information up there. Mm. And uh, there's actually some free courses as well. So if, if anyone is interested, if you jump on there, you'll get some uh, lots there? of resources. Yes, Great. Mm. It's good that there's a lot of resources for that kind of thing. I mean, 20 years ago... Mm-hmm. There was nothing. Yep. You know, when you got a diagnosis or a family member had a diagnosis of dementia or Alzheimer's, you were kind of, you know, well, here's a couple of ha- homes yep. um, and no resources. And it was really hard to do because it is, it's hard to navigate. It is. And uh, what I can also add um, is that we also assist people to um, access respite. Oh, great. So at the Riverside Hostel, we would normally have. Um, you know, you, you are able to uh, to bring in um, maybe your mom or your mm. dad uh, for respite while you, you know, rest and take some time off. And um, some of that respite or at least most of that respite is actually paid for by the government. So Great. if you come to us, we can help you with that. That's really important. Having respite, and I know there's sometimes a lot of guilt associated with that. Mm. Um, I saw my mum look after her mum for gosh, 15 years, Mm. and it was a lot – there's a lot of guilt, even when, you know, leaving to go to work or have a weekend off, but you've got to look after yourself. You really do. The carer support um, group is something that that, um, I'm a big fan of. So the second Wednesday of every month – from 10.30 at the conference room. Yep. We'll put all these up on the website as well. Let's talk about the men's shed. (laughs) Who doesn't love a men's shed? (laughs) 
How many men have we got attending in the med shed these days? Wow. Um, as of last week, we had at least 10. Wow. Yes. That's a lot. Yes. So, What kind of projects are they working on? Um, Anything big or are they just tinkering? <laughs> men spend, and I don't care whether it's a men's shed at, like in a formal setting or the men's shed at home, yeah. men seem to spend a lot of time just tinkering it's true. in the shed. It's true. What are they doing out there? Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any at the moment. There's no like specific project. Right. They've just got their own little projects that they are running ah. um, and they are, they're happy with them, so we're yeah. happy too. I was going to say, they don't want some work, do they? <laughs> I'm sure I could find some jobs for them, especially in here. I need some more of these frames built so we can soundproof the rest of the studio. Uh, who knows? Maybe yeah. if you come down and have a chat, you know, you might be able to sign them up. Yeah, well, maybe. We'll probably find a few other things that need doing around here as well. Yeah. Although I think I need qualified and highly trained professionals like electricians to do a lot of that, so maybe not. So when does the men's shed run? Uh, they meet every Thursday Yep. from 2 to 5. That's great. That's all afternoon. They spend yes. a lot of time tinkering in the shed. Oh, yes. Oh, that's great. They seem to enjoy themselves and, you know, after the tinkering, they have cups of tea and <laughs> bikis. They, they, they have fun. Of course they do. It sounds like they do. Men's yeah. Shed are a really – that's a great, a great program. I'm a big fan of that. Ladies, thank you very much for coming in today. It's mm-hmm. very much appreciated. I wish we had have got you in for Men's Health uh, last week, but we did talk about it. Yep. Um, and um, it's something that's always sort of on the radar because health's important and looking after our health as we get older. Yep. I remember looking back um, – to my grandparents and my grandparents passed, particularly my Australian grandparents passed really quite young. Mm. Um, but they seem to have, they seem to be elderly quite early, like around mm. 60. They were senior citizens. Now I look at my dad yep. who's just turned 69 mm-hmm. and I don't think he's aged since he was about 50. Wow. Like he's still working. He yep. still travels up here for work every second day. He's, you know, really active. But it's important to keep, you know, he's beaten cancer twice, so good on him and depression a couple of times. So, you know, good for him. But it's he's one of these ones, he's a really good example of men looking after themselves because he goes to the doctor. Well, he now goes four times a year. But previous to that, previous Mm -hmm. before before cancer, it was every year for a full checkup just because he was conscious of, you know, what happens when you get older. So look after yourself. Just go and have a physical every year and – Something's not right. Tell someone. Yep. Doesn't have to be a doctor. Tell your wife. She'll make an appointment. Mm-hmm. That's usually the way it goes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so we can find you at the primary uh, primary care. Yes, health and wellbeing centre. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to call it then. Centre, <laughs> place, RDHS. We yeah. can find you both at RDHS. Yes. Jamima, yes. how long have you been? You said you've been here six months. Yeah. Where have you been? Um, so, uh, oh, COVID. <laughs> well, blame COVID. That's why we haven't met before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and what's your background? Where have you come to Robinale from? Um, so it's a long story, but I live in Mildura. So oh, I, oh, you travel? I do the distance every day. Oh. Yeah. How many kangaroos are we counting at night these days? Um, it's not as bad these days. Like, yeah. <laughs> like in the beginning, like maybe January, I think. Yeah, summer's yes. bad. It was bad. Mm. Yeah. Like now it's not as bad. Mm. It's pretty bad. Yeah, we'll wait until it dries up. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll drive safely. Thank you. I will. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.
Pioneer Ford's end of financial year deals start now. Don't miss the ATO's 150k instant asset write-off. Huge savings on Rangers, cracking deals on XLTs, wild tracks and more. Plus massive savings for primary producers. Pioneer Ford, it's worth the drive. Poor old Ben is very, very busy at the moment, as you could well imagine. Last week of the financial year. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. Well, Ben is so not the salesy type, though. You know Ben. Yeah, he doesn't push it on you. No, he doesn't at all. That's probably why people like buying vehicles off him. Ford sell themselves. Do they? I don't know. I'm a Toyota guy. I was going to say, you drive drive a vehicle of another brand. That's right. Mm, Not our major sponsors. And that's okay. David Lovell, how are you? I'm good, Jade. David, you're here to talk about some pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's pretty good news. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about the, the works of art that you've been keeping in your gun safe. Uh, <laughs> it's the only place to store them. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> that makes me shudder, the whole concept of you keeping the – anyway, tell us about them. Um, two Clifford Possums mm. um, sort of inherited. And they were what's left after a um, family art gallery um, sort of disbanded after my uncle passed. Um, and they were under a bed for nearly 15 years, give or take. Um, and now they've fallen back to me, which sat in the gun safe for the last <laughs> almost 12 months. So <laughs> so where was the art gallery? Uh, I was in Templestow. Uh, oh, right, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was called the Maya Maya Original Art Gallery in uh, Westerfolds Park. Right. So um, he secured a lease from Parks Victoria for 99 years um, to start the gallery yep. as a meeting place. Um, went pretty successful um, and unfortunately two bouts of cancer. Um, oh. Got to him, yeah. Um, and at that stage, my my family and I were sort of too young to take it on, so mm. it just fell to the wayside, and um, it's no more. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, so your uncle's no longer with us. No. That's a shame. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. So you've managed to get two of these Clifford possums. Yeah, the two remaining ones that were in the family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did you end up with them? Without going into too much detail, I mean, go into as much detail as you want to. Um, uh, I guess it's more of a, a stable lifestyle within the family group. Right. Um, that were just more secure. Um, <laughs> in your gun safe. In the gun safe here in Robin Bell, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So these two works, these are the two brothers. That's correct, yeah. He did, did he do a couple of versions of – this there's, story, there's a, yeah, a few different versions. So the ones that um, that we have in the family, there are it's the same story, same art style, but just two different um, concepts and takes. Yeah, on the artwork itself. Yeah, and he's done a couple of that weren't called Two Brothers. He's done some other similar ones though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't remember the name though. Neither can I. I know it begins with W, but I can't. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because that would be disrespectful in my book, so I won't bother. Yeah. But these two that you've got. Beside being on display in the Templestowe Art Gallery, where else have they been displayed? That's it. That's it? That's it. That's it? They were painted, um, displayed for a while, and then the art gallery sort of took off um, and they are what sort of started it for the family group. Okay. Um, and so our uncle was uh, – it was sort of his legacy that if it did, you know, you know fall apart or mm. anything else, um, there'd always be something – for that, yeah. So then, that's why they were painted in '99 because that's when the gallery um, first started in '99. Right. So, yeah. And then they were displayed for about a year or so on and off in the gallery itself, um, and that was it. And then they were put into storage, and that's where they've stayed. So tell us about Clifford Possum. I mean, I when you mentioned it to me, I knew who he was straight away. Yep. But there are lots of people who wouldn't know the name. 
or perhaps might know the name and go, oh, I kind of know that story. Yeah, kind of know the story or the significance behind the man himself. Yeah. Um, so his generation and Clifford in particular, um, I think it was like 85, one of his first solo exhibitions um, was in London straight off the bat, um, straight overseas mm-hmm. and it sort of boomed from there. Um, there was an artist um, many decades before him um, but it wasn't more of a traditional style. Um, it was more of a, a Western-style landscape. So it was still Indigenous, just not traditional. Mm-hmm. And then Clifford has sort of brought it to the forefront and um, ran with it. Um, won an Order of Australia. Yeah. Um, uh, Rumour has it he did meet the Queen at the same time. Well, this is – and I didn't know whether you'd be able to answer this. There's also a rumour that some of his paintings are within the Royal Collection. Correct. But is that correct? Correct, yeah. And he's also the highest-selling um, Indigenous artist um, ever. I think the last one, it was commissioned by the BBC and it sold for $2.4 million. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So it was quite significant, um, the man himself. Yeah. And this was before, we have to remember that this is in the, the early 80s into, when did he die? Uh, 2002. 2000. I was going to say it was early 2000s. Yeah. But he worked right up until his death pretty much, right didn't up. he? Yep. Yeah. And in the 80s, I suppose Indigenous art didn't have – it wasn't as sought after. Like now it is. Like I've got an Arnie Barb sitting up there that's one of my prized yep. possessions. I've got another one at home and they'll be pieces that I give to my boys. Yep. But back in the 80s. It wasn't celebrated. It just wasn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't mainstream. So if you knew, you knew. Yeah. And um, the people who did are now um, quite well off because <laughs> of gonna, it. I was going <laughs> to say, the people who knew. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I guess, you know, for Clifford um, – one of the art pieces that we have is also um, it's a collaboration with one of his daughters as well, his oldest daughter, um, and which now she's of that calibre as well because of it and that whole Western desert art movement. Yeah. Um, and without it, most of it wouldn't be where it is today. Is that Gabriella, Gabriella his yeah, daughter? Yeah. So she is a hugely celebrated artist. Correct, yeah. Um, and there are works of hers in galleries all over the place. Yep. And I had the pleasure of seeing one. In fact, I saw a couple at the Mitchelton Aboriginal Art Gallery, um, which is Jerry Harvey's winery over there at Mitchelton near um, Nagambi. And it is huge. Like it's the size. And there's some there's some other ones that are like Tommy Watson's another one mm-hmm. that's done amazing, amazing things in the Aboriginal art space. But Gabriella's paintings, if I had a spare 60 grand <laughs> laying around for that away. one yeah. to just go over that wall in here – yeah, I would, I'd jump all over yeah, it. Absolutely. And the other daughter is Michelle. Yeah. Um, she's just as celebrated, but um, Gabriella is the one that's out there now. Yeah. So tell me, and this might be a sensitive subject, those paintings that are hanging in galleries and selling for tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, is that money going back to the artist? Because <laughs> if it's not, I have a massive issue with that. Yeah. Um, Personal opinion, mm. you can go out to anywhere in the Western Desert now, uh, stop at a roadhouse, um, you know, buy yourself a, a piece of art for 200 and if that artist then becomes, you know, quite significant and then the price goes up. Mm. And then majority of the time that you'll see throughout art galleries, you know, some of those paintings are 5000 they'll pay them and that's mm. the end of it, mm. and then put a price tag of 60 plus on them and you – Without getting in too much trouble, it's, you know, it's very doubtful that any of that money goes back to any form of the community Mm. at all. And this is why I have a bit of an issue with the term Aboriginal art broker. Yeah. I I don't like that. Like the the Arnie Barbs that I've got, I bought directly from Arnie Barb Mm -hmm. because I don't, I want to make sure that the money goes directly into her bank account. So I will put it directly into her bank account. Yeah. 
Um, and same with any other art I was going to have commissioned because I'm looking to have, and maybe this will come off the back of this, but every year I play in the Vaxel uh, basketball carnival. And this year, so one of my friends, Renee, who plays for Craigie Burn in the, um, the Big V competition had some Air Maxes painted for the Indigenous round. So I would like to have that done and commissioned. Happy to pay good money for it, but want to pay the artist directly. I have a huge issue with the broker scenario. Yeah, and with the brokers as well, they know what some of these artworks are going for, so they do go out and they commission the artist to paint that specifically um, because they know where it's going to end up. Yeah, okay. And um, it's no longer – with our family gallery when it first started, um, yes, we would pay the same, but then when it was sold, 10% would go back to the artist. 10% would keep the, the gallery running um, because nobody was making any money from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because of that, um, a lot of people don't do it because they want to retire with something. So my uncle, when he passed, all he had left were these two paintings. Yeah, and right. He died broke because everything was given back. Yeah. And um, a lot of that, it just doesn't happen anymore, mm. um, if at all. Yeah. I suppose it comes back to – what you're doing it for, what your why is. Yeah. Is it to make money or is it to – And a lot of it, you know, especially these really big noted galleries within the cities, um, you know, not just here in, in Australia, but it's not about the artist. It's mm. it's the commission in the pocket. Yeah, um, of course it is. And you see that some of them will, will go out to these regions, um, you know, where there is substance abuse and all that sort of yeah. stuff and they prey on it and they know what that goes for. Mm. It just goes back to, to profit in your own pocket. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Actually, as when we're talking about local artists, and we'll get to that as far as the art show goes for NADOC uh, in a sec, but as far as local Aboriginal artists, we've got some some really celebrated artists here. Glinda Nichols from Swan Hill has her weaving artwork hanging in the NGV foyer at the moment. Very cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So there are, you know, there are avenues for artists to make a good – and her, yeah. I think Aaron's her son – I do know Aaron, but I, I can't remember the relationship. I'm sure Aaron's Glenda. So anyway, so he, again, ha- is um, an artist now working with young Indigenous kids, you know, doing artwork on boomerangs and didge and all that kind of stuff and doing some great stuff. So there is a career path there. Absolutely. But when you buy, I suppose the message here is when you buy Aboriginal art, pay the artist properly, you know. I suppose. Probably, yeah, don't prey on these communities. Yeah. Um, and come in and, you know, wave your cash around and, um, you know, it's just like any sort of underprivileged, mm. um, you know, community anywhere in the country. Mm. If you wave enough cash, people will take it. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, you know, English is still a, an issue um, mm. in some of these regions as well because it's not the first language. Um, so they don't really get what's going on um, and people do prey on that. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. And it's... You know, I think it'll probably, especially in the art world, when you've got artists that live simple lives a lot of the time, yeah. um, people will always prey on that. Always. You know, which is a real shame. But um, I am in the market. I'm always in the market always for some. Market. For right. some <laughs> I'm not buying your Cliffords. No. <laughs> but me. there is always an avenue for them as well <laughs> yeah. because now it is so celebrated yeah. um, and people are aware of what's going on so you mm. don't have to follow those brokers. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just pop into any gallery and just have a chat to people and yeah. you'd be amazed what's going to happen. That's right. And you can do that over NADOC week. Great segue, <laughs> over, Dave. Over NADOC, that's the one. <laughs> so we are um, having a pop-up gallery at the community centre, which you are curating. Oh, myself and um, Luke Morgan. Yeah. yeah. This is exciting. Yeah, it's different. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the bit that's exciting is these two Cliffords will be 
on display yeah, for, for the, the second time. Yeah, second time, that's it. And then probably about the storage under the bed. No. <laughs> Can we please find – so I've come up with a couple of avenues, if, if you're willing. Mm-hmm. We have a new – Community Learning Hub, the library. I'm worried about the light in there though um, because it is light-filled and it's that horrid UV light that artwork doesn't like. Um, But there's also the Resource Centre, Mm -hmm. which would be great because people should see these. People should see them, yeah. Shouldn't they? Because they're magnificent. They really – have you got them back yet? No. From being framed? No, not yet. (gasps) No, they'll be back this week. (laughs) Gosh. Are you nervous? A little bit. Not having them in your yeah. possession? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's good. I mean, why not? And you know, mm. can't just lock everything away. Well, no, this is true. Anyway, we'll talk. We'll get to the keeping places. We'll have a discussion while we're not recording, perhaps. Um, let's talk about the art show for local artists, though, because there's prize money involved in this thing. There is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So first, second and third, so everyone yeah. uh, everyone can enter and <laughs> get into it. So it's open to all all our uh, Indigenous artists. So um, even if you're not in for prize money, just bring it down, let people see it. Yeah, out there. I, and I mean, people will come once, and the media release has gone out today, once people know that there are a couple of Cliffords on display, people will come and see this exhibition. Oh. So to be displayed alongside them, that's a pretty big coup. It's pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I know Arnie Barb's going to have a couple. Beautiful. Yeah. So we're off to a good start. Yeah. And I'm guessing Luke will have a few pieces to hang. Yeah, I think Luke's currently working on some stuff now. Great. Um, to make sure that he has enough for us. Yeah. And uh, I, as far as I'm aware, he will be down there as well for most of the week. Um, painting and teaching and doing his thing. <gasps> Great. Excellent. There's also another artist, Kanita McCartney in Swan Hill, and she is now doing her art full time just uh, online. And this is another avenue which mm-hmm. I think will help the artists as far as, you know, getting the money back into their pockets yep. so they can continue to produce really um, and, you know, help their art become um, a lifestyle yep. and, a, and a, you know, make a living for them. Um, and she does some beautiful stuff. So I'm going to uh, send a message to her too to see if she'll display a couple and enter because she does some beautiful – it's very feminine. Her art is, is very – it's very feminine. She's got a good story. Well, it's not a good story, but there are there's stories and yep. she doesn't mind sharing those stories and, and stuff with that. Um, what about Matt Chilly, who I know is no longer living in Robinvale, but him? No, a big BK. city boy now. Yeah. yeah. Mm, who knew? <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, is so, he going to enter a couple? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Great. Yeah, so that's cool. And I, I really like Matty's stuff too. Yeah. And Luke, I, I really like the new digital thing that he's doing. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, uh, very it's cool. It's out there, so. Yeah. Um, BK? I haven't seen BK for ages. Yeah, yeah, right. There'll be a few around though. We can probably find Greg having coffee at somewhere around. Yeah, when the lads come into the shop, we yeah. say, hey, tell this follower and have a chat to this follower and yeah. make sure they're here and, you know, come and see us by the 4th so we can have them all in and yeah. um, on display for everyone to see, yeah. That's awesome. And so the first price is 500 bucks. 500 yeah. That's it's awesome. not a bad earn. No, yeah. and that's th- that's the local Aboriginal network that's put up the money for this. That's right, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, 300 and then 200 yeah, oh. the second and third. But I, I guess it doesn't always have to be a painting either. So if you can, you know, sculpt, carve, mm-hmm. draw even, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be absolute traditional, contemporary, whatever you like. Just yeah. But it is, it is only open to Aboriginal. That's and, correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Well, we have to get them to you. Yeah, yeah by the 4th. By the 4th. Absolutely, yeah. 4th or the 2nd? 
Uh, are we pushing it for the second? Are we going to allow uh, the fourth? I like the, I like the second <laughs> to, to give Luke and I some time to, to try and arrange everything in a you know yeah. in an orderly fashion. But mm. um, the fourth will be fine. I mean, absolute latest. Yeah, okay. Um, sort of help us help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that cliche. Yeah. That's, uh, Excellent. So people can obviously find you at the corner shop if they're really desperate to, yeah, to get it to you. That's right. That's yeah. the best contact. Best place to come and see us. Terrific. Even if it comes in early, drop it off and we can store it anyway. So um, it'll yeah. be well looked after. Yeah. And there are some, because we're going to have to lock up those Cliffords Correct, yeah. at night. Right. And there are some really secure holes in that community yeah. centre. Yeah. So um, your artwork will be safe. We can guarantee no that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it will be open um, like like you said, Luke will be down there during the days, most of the most days. days. Um, I think Bruce has volunteered some hours. There's been a couple from the land volunteer yep. um, to do some hours. So it will be open from the, what did we say, the 5th until the 16th? 16th, yeah. yeah. So for the full two weeks, yeah. Yeah, across yeah. the weekend as well because Rural City Council is supporting NADOC Week with the Civic Centre Hire. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> But it, it should be great. Like, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, if so. there's any more volunteers, just pop your head in and have a chat. And if we've got a job for you, and um, put your hand up. Yeah. You know, it's, let's make it something special and um, yeah. make something of it. We're going to do anything on opening night? Oh, I'm sure we can. What can we do? I, yeah, we can dance. A welcome. We can if somebody, you know, yeah. um, is able to do so. I'll have to get Thelma onto that, Thelma. hey? Yeah, yeah she's the, the one. She's yeah, the one. she is the one. All right, Dave, awesome. So if you've got artwork to enter into the art show, drop down to the corner shop, have a chat to Dave. Um, otherwise, call into the exhibition between the 5th and the 16th yeah, come when there's hello. someone down there. And can they make you an offer? Will you let these Cliffords go if someone walked in and no. no, no I, 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 they're I priceless? Yeah, well, not so much priceless, but I don't think it's my right to sell them anymore. Um yeah, you know, as you'll read, it's the the custodian of them. I'm, uh, I'm privileged to have them for a small amount of time, um, and then maybe you know, nieces, nephews, family, and just keep passing it through to the next caretaker yeah. of this stuff. So I don't think everything needs to have a price. People should just enjoy it for what it actually is. Yeah, um, good answer. Good <laughs> yeah, answer. You know, yeah, not everything's for sale. You know, it's and it shouldn't be. No, that you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Here's another question, though. If there are some pieces down there from local artists that they're willing to sell, are we able to buy them from the exhibition? Oh, why not? I yeah. Mean, if there's an opportunity for someone then um, to get their name out there and sell something, absolutely. Yep. Um, when you drop it off, just let us know and um, we'll make a note of it and um, go from there. So if someone does inquire, at least we can assist. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Happy days. Happy Dave, I'm going to take the podcast gear down there uh on NADOC Week. So we'll talk to you again then and we'll get Luke on and maybe a couple of other artists as well. Absolutely. We'll make it a we'll make it a special event. It's a big group chat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, sounds like therapy kind of, doesn't it? Maybe art therapy. Art therapy. Here we go. Excellent. Dave, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you. I'm sure you two know a lot about art. Know a lot about art, Jacko? <laughs> <laughs> um Spelt A-R-T. That's about it. <laughs> what do you know about? Now, I did a couple of subjects in uh, school. I did Viscom. So what's Viscom? Visual Communications. Oh. Mm. And what's that entail? Oh, well, we sort of based the course around – there's only two of us in the class. So <laughs> oh, <sort> of, <laughs> right. So it's pretty much whatever you wanted yeah. it to be. We've done a lot of architecture. Yeah, right. All that sort of stuff. So maybe you could design – 
a redesigned Robinvale golf course with your driving range in it. It'll be right there. We'll just. Why another, don't you? We can. Not we, you. Oh, Why don't you design it, present it to the committee? I'll do that. Why don't you? I will, I will. Yeah. I'm telling you, we, Robin Bell, need a driving range. I don't disagree with you. Mm. My question is where would it go? Well. With the course that layout that it is at the moment, doesn't lend itself to a huge amount of space. Well, I've been thinking and I've got a couple of ideas. Really? Go. Yes. Mm. Well, the second hole, it's a par five. <laughs> that could be the driving range right there. But then you're left with 17 holes. 17 holes. We'll make another hole with a bit of <laughs> land that they've got somewhere else. Well, they haven't got any land left. Oh, we can <laughs> find a way. <laughs> all right. We well, can find a way. We can always find a way. I don't yes. disagree with you. At the back of where the houses are, though, all that vacant land, that's all theirs, isn't it? I've got no idea. I'm pretty sure it is. So if they don't want to build houses on it, it'll be a nice spot for a little par three. Oh, that little subdivision out the back, you mean? Yep. There's people building there at the moment, though, isn't there? Yeah, but there's still land between them. Uh, oh, okay. They could have nice green grass uh. right at the back of their fence, <laughs> not that dirt that they have at the moment. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, you draw up the plans, we'll present them, and then who knows? Mm. You know, nothing better than having a solu- having a problem and a suggested solution to make things happen, Jacko. Well... I'm telling you, people like uh, probably Tommy and myself, we wouldn't have to go chase our balls so much because <laughs> we just have the driving range right there. Do you think you got a handicap? Yeah, it's uh, I think it's 22 at the moment. Not very good. Well, that's not bad though. Not very good, but Tom- we're getting it down. Tommy, you got a handicap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, 30. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, something like that. Hell, you don't play very often though, do you? Yeah, only when your husband hits me up and I go and get pissed by like, three holes and... Yeah, but good day out. Oh. He always comes home happy, yeah. a happy boy when he comes home after a day of golf with Tommy. Well, <laughs> Tommy, if we had a driving range, you could get that handicap down. You know? <laughs> I, well. still, I probably wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to go there tomorrow and then just don't go. Uh, oh. I've got cricket to start playing, mate. Oh, true, yes. The mm. nets are looking good in town, I must say. Oh. Drove mm. past the other day. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Um, as far as the pitch goes... You've got your weed puller now? Yeah. You've been pulling weeds? No. Oh. <laughs> Every time I go to do it, it rains. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Sunday I was a little bit tuckered. Oh, well, did you go to cocktail night on the weekend? No. no. just went to the park. I was like, I won't go to that and I'll keep myself half fit. And yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way with me, mate. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Found <laughs> <laughs> a way to be a little bit slow. Oh, yeah, poor love. That's mm. no good. But speaking of the uh, cricket club, there's an RSA coming up because obviously you're going to need. You got your liquor license? No, we, that's we're just going to do the so that we can get a few people in with uh, RSAs, and yep. then we'll just submit it then. Great. So everything else is pretty much right. We're just filling it out. And we thought, well, we might as well run a day, mm. get a heap of RSAs going. So then everyone that's there, whoever's got them, should be someone there. Yep. Do you have so numbers? Oh yeah. That's good. Have you? Yeah, we've got pretty good numbers. Yeah, I've been seeing a bit of – because Fiona must have put it up on Facebook and there was a few comments and stuff. Yeah. So oh. that's good. Everyone, you, Every second person I talk to reckon they're going to come and help and they're going to play. I'm like, yeah, we've only got the one side this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit out. <laughs> no, you won't. As if you're chomping at the bit. Just rotate them. Rotate yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Coach Carter over yeah. here. Just rotate them. Get rotate as them. many numbers in as you can. Have just a rotate home them. team and an away team. Yeah, that's it. That's how it always works in cricket. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Um, what about your cricket bats, the Tyrrell cricket bats and gear? Yeah. Got, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
good mate Alan Hatcher from Swan Hill. He makes his own stuff and has his own pads and everything. So he sent some stuff over on consignment for us. And yeah, we've had a few people look at them and stuff like that. I've got, well, I've got four bats because your husband's taxed one. So <laughs> Do you need four bats? No, I've got four to sell. Oh, four right. In, I've okay. got three in my bag, though. Have you? Yeah. You've only got two hands. You can only hold one at a time. Snap bats quite regularly. Do you? Yeah, I need a couple on standby. <laughs> big hitter. I was going to say, is this because you're a big header or a bad temper? No, I've never snapped one from bad temper, but you just swing hard enough and then don't hit the middle, it'll snap. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Interesting. Big swing, no ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very small ding anyway. <laughs> Do you play cricket, Jacko? No, I was never any good at it. I was scared of the ball. <laughs> really? He golf. It's nice and stationary. Yeah. That's the honest answer. I'm scared of the ball. Oh, how old are you, Jackson? Me, 21. How have you survived this, I suppose, with the careful guidance of your mum, your Just darling mother? Stay away from cricket balls. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I can use right. bedrooms like this. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A padded cell. <laughs> you see these legs? wouldn't take much to snap that straight enough. No, well, this is true. How are your legs at the moment? Have you done any running since the last time we spoke? Uh, negative. <laughs> Right. You, I haven't play, even, you played a game of footy this year, didn't you? I played one. Yeah, I thought I'd seen you running around. There. Played one. Yeah, and you said you pulled up like an old goat after that. I did. You didn't say it publicly, but you said it to me. Like an old goat. <laughs> there it is, it's yet. At 21. I woke up the next morning. I thought me someone sat on my chest all night. <laughs> See, last time you were in here and I said, how did you pull up? You went, yeah, good. Yeah, good. No. no Rubbish. No. Oh, it's, it felt like someone tore me lungs apart. It felt like a... <laughs> 50-year-old smoker that have been, yeah, there we go. We're looking at it back now. It's Tommy Lungs. Oh, no. So it's not on the cards. Rosie's numbers are okay, though, aren't they? No, they're terrific. Yeah. It's good. Oh, well, it's good. It's actually when you go to pick a side for the reserves, you must be doing half the job anyway if you can get numbers there. But Yeah. Uh, Thursday nights you get the numbers, Tuesday not really. No, but it's the same with everything, mm. isn't it? Tuesday nights is always hard, mm. especially when you start getting on in vintage Takes you that long. Takes you to Wednesday to recover a lot of the time. Yeah. It takes you that long on the netball court, let alone footy. Actually, we've been talking. We need to arrange the footballers to versus the netballers in a bit of a netball game. Hunt. Yep. Absolutely. Let's do it. Back it in. Yep. All right. Done. Yep. Lock it in. The only problem is we we'll have to be a Thursday to <laughs> get some numbers there. <laughs> but, but Thursday nights are our scrimmage nights anyway. Oh, you're laughing. That's pretty much what we do: is just play games and get you know. How many is on team? Seven. Seven. So, yep. So if you can field four sides, Ooh, four. well, three or four, because then you three. can have you can have someone versus you can have an A grade side, a B grade side, and a C grade side. We can match it up as well. Yeah, we'll just do fitness wise for the residents. grade them. Yeah. Yep, and we'll do that in the coming weeks. Have your people talk to Stinky, and he'll make it happen. The only problem is I don't know if the Resi's boys can pull up as quick as you nipples, so there might be a few. <laughs> and this I was is just thinking, I was that's like, the, that's the only problem. Pretty agile. Yeah, ours, they just keep going. Yeah. yeah, and this is the issue with mixed netball and why women usually won't play. If they're playing Saturday netball, they won't get involved in a mixed netball side or even a social netball side for that matter because it can lead to all sorts of injuries. But it's a good idea. Do they still do mixed netball or not? Not mixed. They have social netball on Monday nights. I reckon I played in that when I was a kid over at the Leisure Centre. Yeah, they used time. to. Mm. They used good to. Time. Speaking of the Leisure Centre, good segue, if you can make yourself available next te- next Thursday at 10.30. The big announcement? To be at the Leisure Centre, there's a big announcement Ooh. coming. There's a, a um, an MP in town to make an announcement. So if you can make yourself available. Any clues? 
Well, it's at the leisure centre. Yeah. Oh. There's a clue. An MP from the upper house. Oh. Yeah. She's yeah, I know that. Give, she's not going to give you much. <laughs> no, <she's> not. <laughs> well, I shouldn't need to. Like, surely you can put two and two together. I've been pushing this for a couple of years. But no one listens to what you say half the time. No, I know. It's, about, I'm <laughs> it's generally about the guests you have on and then your <laughs> white noise. I'm directing play here, Thomas. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, 10.30 next uh, next Thursday. Tommy, well, what are you busy doing at the moment, apart from not much? No, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Just working, doing irrigation and stuff, putting in sprinklers. But surely you can't do much when it's raining. Not when Get it's bogged. raining, but yeah, <laughs> rip up a headland or something, <laughs> wallow around like the pig I am. I don't know. You just you try and save a bit of stuff, like in the shed, like so if it starts raining, you go in there and fiddle around, then go back out when it stops. Yeah, right. It's always something to do. It's right. Mm, uh, There's always a catch. It's not. You're not looking hard enough. Yeah. But see, today we weren't looking hard enough. Nah, yeah, yeah, clearly. Especially when I can message you at lunchtime and go, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I I'll come." I actually just got to the pub and started having a feather doona, and you know, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> saved." Just you took the piss if she got home from work, and I'm just sitting down here <laughs> tanked. So. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, mm. well, I've got some Shiraz in front of us. So yeah, don't drink red. Don't you? No. Oh, that surprises me, Thomas. Well, why would that surprise you? Well, I don't know. You strike me as, or maybe this will come with with age and wisdom. You strike me as someone who I thought would enjoy a red wine, no, a I nice like, Shiraz. I like whiskey and I like Coronas. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. What do you drink? Please don't say cruises. I actually don't drink. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. You, you don't drink at all. But when I do. <laughs> <laughs> What do you drink when you do? Um, I drink anything really. I can't drink beer. That's one thing I can't drink. I yeah. can't stand the taste of it. I could have picked that. Yeah. Yeah. So Cruiser goes down pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Malibu pineapple. <laughs> oh, really? Um, the other thing I had to ask you is, and either of you might be able to answer this, with the games that we've missed – are they just going to scrap those or are you making them up at the end? End of the regular season, I reckon. Well, I had a look end. online at the Sports Pulse website and they're right at the end of the season. So Right. That means I think we've got to fit in another buy and then we'll verse Muldura twice at the end of the year. Well, One well, after the other. Buy week, mix that ball. Oh, because we've got – yeah, because we've got Mildura – which is our last home game, supposed to be, and you and I will pod live from the footy. Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have a few guests in there from the hill? Yeah. Get uh, in. We'll absolutely. In. <laughs> yeah. So then, And then it's Ogan is, is our official last game, so they're going to put them after those games, are they? I, I assume so. I haven't heard, yeah, I haven't heard much anything. about it. I was going to ask him the same thing. Yeah, That's right. all I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Oh, you're assuming. You know what happens when you assume, don't it's, you, Jackson? I probably shouldn't assume at all. No, we shouldn't. I, I prefer facts. But My uncle says, um, <laughs> when I make a mistake, and I said, oh, I thought, and he goes, whoa, stop. That's where you've gone wrong. You, <laughs> you thinking. <laughs> <laughs> huh? And that's why we're in this predicament that we're in now, that's right. isn't it? That's mm. right. Thanks very much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. Thanks Got for anything else to contribute? Got any unpopular opinions, Tommy? <laughs> Come on, Tommy. KFC is dog shit. <gasps> it is. There is not one good thing about KFC. Oh, wow. come on. Nah. Can't stand the smell of it. You know what? Yeah, that is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. But we avocado. have got CFC, country fried chicken, which is better. Yeah, that was it. Jacko's onto something there. The 
golden nuggets from the corner shop at the CFC joint are amazing. Just after you after popping golden in. nugget surprise combo. I'm pretty sure is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have it a lot at school. Oh, well, not at school, after school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never went during school. Of course you did. You were school captain, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. We were allowed in year 12. Mm-hmm. Tracy Cadis used to own it back then, and we used to have like a little pack that she made for us. Yeah. Like a $5 meal deal. It was good. Oh. See, so how scared he got then. He's like, oh, no, I didn't actually go <laughs> yeah. as if he was breaking some sort of law. That I was. Yeah. Can come back. It, it's a school rule, bro. They're yeah. not going to no, chase you No, we by them rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course yeah. you did. Same. <laughs> yeah, same. Bro, yeah. I can actually remember one time. We nearly got busted there. We gapped it back up towards St. Mary's School, ran around the whole block to get back to school. All for the chicken. <laughs> I'd rather get in trouble than run. Like, Give me your best. Or you can just send me home. <laughs> Detention and miss class. Oh, yeah. no. The problem was again. the person sending you home was there. Jesus Christ. Me, mother. I was going to say, because it'd be your mum sending you home. Mm. You would have copped it worse than anybody. I used to yeah. get home from McKillop before mum and dad knocked off and I'd delete all the messages that they left on the phone. <laughs> and I somehow talked them into letting me take me um, report card home like, instead of sending it out in the oh, mail. You so sh- I just used to leave it in the bag. Yeah. It'd be like three months later, like, where's your report card? I'm like, oh, they must have bloody forgot your address or something. <laughs> I should have tried that. Hey, Mrs. Leslie, can yeah. I have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to McKillop yeah, mate. in Swan Hill? Good school. Hmm? <laughs> no matter what school I went to, I had the same book for every class for the three years I was there. <laughs> oh, God. I used to just write Go Roos, Bar Arnold Roos in like block letters, write me name. Oh, Annoy the shit out of other people. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting away from local sport. Yeah, we are here, aren't Yeah. We? Anyway, get to the footy this weekend in Wentworth. Where are we the week after that? And when are we going to do this? Is it Imperials? Oh, I don't know. I'm looking. You're the coach, don't you know? One week at a time. Yeah, one week at a time. (laughs) Gosh, Matt. I'll have to get this photo up again. We can look further ahead when we're doing the podcast, but he can't. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Ryan Andrews under the buddy. Got to keep him quiet in the twos there. (laughs) Hey, how's Yak going? Yak. Yeah, he's always going good. Are you learning a thing or two from Yak? I always have. I've admired Yak since I was young and he took us under his wing coaching, but um oh he can be a shit stirrer sometimes, don't worry about it. He is a shit stirrer. So I shouldn't say sometimes, all the time. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Is Blade playing? Is he Blade, playing? Oh, he started the season off. I mm. think he's a little bit sore at the moment. Mm. Probably is it his shoulder? Shoulder, but I think he's just a bit unfit. Yeah, okay. Tried to be the younger him and it wasn't happening, but yeah. he's getting back into it now, he's going to the gym again, so Hopefully, mm. I'll get him back in the side mm. towards the end of the year, but uh, you never know. You never know. Mm. That'd be handy. Mm. Righto. I've said goodbye three times now, yeah. and we just keep talking crap. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still recording? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Righto, you two. All right. See you later. Thank Cheer. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven by Pioneer Ford, Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. Remember to support our sponsors and shop local. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.